0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of After Field Podcast, where I sit down and speak with some of the top leading minds in Indian sports business and media. I'm your host, Akash Bhatt, and today I'm in conversation with ji who is the head of group marketing and strategy at Sports. He spent the last 18 odd years working in Indian sport and has, and has had an incredible journey which spans across marketing and commercial operations for a number of iconic brands, which we'll let him delve into in a short while. Welcome to the pod, Shiniwasan. How's it going?
1: thank you thank you for thank you for having me on the show uh, it's going great
0: well i'm very excited about our chat today we have a lot to talk about so let's dive right in so tell us a little more about how you ended up in sports and what was the path that led you to your current job at alliance
1: yeah so um, since since i was a kid i always wanted to work in sports and coming from a middle-class south indian family um, uh, everybody thought that uh, I, I mean, you. There was absolutely nothing to do in sports other than playing. Uh, considering I wasn't that talented, uh, I tried my hand at every possible sport: with cricket, football, uh, tennis, squash, badminton, basketball, table tennis, everything. But uh, I wasn't that good. But I still wanted to somehow be connected to sports. So again, in India, pressures are too high. I mean, especially when I was studying, there was there were no opportunities or exposure like we have uh, now. Uh, so I had to go through the rigors, uh, complete a good, good education, go and do my MBA. And even when I was doing my MBA, uh, IMG came to India. And uh, I feel I've come a full circle now. But my first interview was with IMG, wherein uh, I met the group CEO, thus the CEO of India. And he told me, he liked me a lot at that time and asked me how many years of work experience do I have? I said, zero. So he said, uh, I can't hire you because we work out of a hotel room here. Mm-hmm. So he he asked me to, he says, okay, come back after two years and I'll give you a job. Just say, I'm, I'm joining in a week and your desk will be ready. So unfortunately, I could not join because the, uh, the pressures were uh, otherwise. But I spent four years in advertising uh, when I started my career. And I said, okay, enough is enough. Now I want to work in sports. There were only four or five companies in India which uh, were in the sports business. I applied to all of them. Waited for six months without a job, and then uh, got a got my first uh, break with uh, ESPN Star Sports. That was based in Delhi. I worked in numerous roles with them, uh, which is uh, marketing, uh, business development, sales, uh, conceptualizing new properties, uh, brand solutions, a lot of roles, which uh, I spent over uh, uh, the first league, the inter- first. Uh, league that we conceptualized, an uh, intercity league was a result of uh, you know us working together as a team at ESPN Star Sports. Uh, it was called the Premier Hockey League, mm-hmm. uh, which was done with the Indian Hockey Federation. I was one of the um, you know team leaders for that project along with my colleague. But uh, yeah, I mean the the project was destined to fail because the business model was completely wrong. So after after ESPN Star Sports, I uh, was fortunate enough to work for Nike, which I still consider as the best finishing school for marketing professionals for sports, especially in sports. Uh, I was there for almost uh, I was there for four and a half years, and uh, there I used to head the advertising uh, advertising in media for India. uh, Founded the digital uh, space for Nike in India, uh, which sort of went on to become. Really, really iconic, worked, created uh, magical ad campaigns. I mean, I'm sure you would have seen the ads, the ad of, of kids playing cricket on top of a bus. Right. So I, I led that from start to finish. That was my ad. I can proudly, it's still quoted in, in advertising forums and uh, uh, in meetings, you know, saying that we need to make an ad like the Nike ad. <clears throat> I conceptualized the bleep Blue campaign. Uh, which was done before, the, before India played the 2011 World Cup, but, world Cup? and yeah, and, and I also sort of uh, led the football business uh, for uh, a little while uh, as over and above my uh, a regular job role. Post that, I joined the BCCI where I worked as the head of marketing and sponsorship, mm-hmm. and I got a, I got a business role at BCCI to work on uh, pretty much the biggest league in the world. Uh, in terms of cricket, which was bigger, even bigger than the World Cup. <clears throat> the so, how, how did Raman.
0: you end up at BCCI? Was that was that somebody who was scouting you, or, or did you go through a rigorous inter, interview process and ended up at BCCI?
1: The interview process, of course, was rigorous. But uh, I knew Sundar Raman from before. I mean, I played cricket cricket with him. Okay. Uh, long, 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 long back, and Sundar. Uh, I mean, we. I, I met him a few times uh, uh, on work, etc. So, and Sundar was also based in Delhi. Uh, earlier in his earlier role at Mindshare, so uh, so one day he just called me and said there is a role available. Would you be interested? So I said why not, and I uh, um, had to go through a rigorous interview, but mm-hmm. uh, yes, <clears throat> I I sort of came through. So um, uh, uh, I, I, I so I spent three years at the BCCI. Uh, Managing uh, the marketing and sponsorship for IPL, of course, which was our biggest project and took a lot of time. The Indian national team and the Champions League T20, which was done in association with Cricket Australia and Cricket South Africa. And I used to sort of, uh, you know, manage marketing and commercial operations for (coughs) the Champions League T20. Also, wonderful three years. Learned a lot in the business. Um, And then uh, uh, I wanted to do something with football. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when this opportunity came, wherein uh, uh, wherein I was, um, I was, um, uh, the ISL was going to be set up. And ISL had had a start-stop, start-stop, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, for, uh, for, for a few years. And when mm-hmm. I was joining there, a lot of friends of mine, a lot of people whom I knew um, said that, uh, I mean, have you really lost it? Nobody watches football in India. Right. Uh, I mean, just look at the state of football in the country. Uh, who, uh, not even fifty people will come to the ground and forget about watching it on television. So from there uh, to the ISL starting to how uh, we as a company have worked along with the football federation to to uh, to you know build the ecosystem of football in India. I mean, it's truly a testament in in in, in itself. I mean, football has come a really long way. And, uh, and now I'm very, very confident that at least in my lifetime, I'll see India play at in the World Cup without that, not being a host.
0: Uh, yeah, that, that's the dream. Everybody hopes. I mean, we've been performing... I mean, we've been rising up the ranks uh, pretty well yeah. over the last couple of years. And hopefully, in uh, the next te- 10 years, we can see India at the World Cup.
1: Maybe before that.
0: Hopefully. Two things stood out in that first segment when you, uh, where you were talking. I want to touch upon uh, both those questions. The first one being... You said the business model was destined to fail at BHL. Uh, why would you say that? Uh, could you, could you, you know, go into a little bit about what was wrong with the business model there?
1: Um, everything was owned by the broadcaster, mm-hmm. uh, including franchises. Uh, and uh, the risk was only one person's. So, mm-hmm. and, and it was only one person's effort. One, by one person, I mean one entity's effort right. to make it a, su- a success or failure. If you look at business models now of various leagues, there are six franchise partners, yeah, mm-hmm. or six or eight, whatever number of franchise partners. Yeah, there is a home and away format or a caravan format. Yeah, right. those guys help uh, a building the uh, building the league, building the club, building a brand and building a fan following. If everything is just one entity's responsibility uh, mm-hmm. and the fin- the financial risks are one entity's responsibility, it's a bit tough.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, totally understand. Uh, understand that. Um,
1: also, at that point in time, it was. Uh, I mean, clearly, India's not a subscription market, right? And uh, we and we did not have even have a home and away format. All matches were played at uh, at one venue. So when uh, Chennai is playing uh, Delhi in uh, in Chandigarh, I mean, who's going to watch?
0: Right, that's true. And um, the season went on for a couple of years, and then it had to be scrapped off. And then and 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 they also, they tried reviving it after a point as well right towards um, a few years later and that wasn't mm. really successful either
1: the no it, the, the phl was dead because it was owned by espn mm-hmm. uh, then it it had multiple aftars two companies sort of because there were two federations in india so there was the first was called the world series hockey uh, which was which was run by nimbus and then hockey uh, the, uh, then hockey india which mm-hmm. was uh, launched the league called HIL, which is Hockey India
0: League. Hockey India League, uh, right.
1: which yeah, which also did well, but I, I guess it's on its way back now because again, it did not uh, get, gain too much traction.
0: A lot that. of momentum during that time. That's true. Yeah. And the second thing that I wanted to ask you was um, with with some of the work that you did with BCCI, what was it like working with uh, one of the most, you know most enviable brands uh, for somebody in India to be working in, uh, especially Mm -hmm. in sport? Uh, The
1: pressures were very high. And again, see, Mm -hmm. it's not uh, the BC.
0: I mean, as in, uh,
1: things work differently there. I mean, it's, uh, while uh, it's structured like a corporate and we Mm -hmm. were, obviously, we were the part which sort of works and you won't see our names anywhere, you know. Right. Uh, But, uh, the, the, the structures were different. The working styles were different. Things had to be approved by it's like you go to a board meeting and get things approved. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the meetings had their cadence, and all your all your approvals happened then. You you just had to ensure that you were absolutely particular uh, and uh, sort of uh, you know had to stick to timelines. Otherwise, you know your timelines will go completely haywire. The processes were different, but I think the learnings were great fun because you also sort of got to deal with a lot of uh, people from various walks of life, whether they were uh, politicians, administrators. Uh, and, and and a lot of people saw things from their perspective uh, right. we had to do we, and uh, I guess ultimately we did what was right and helped the brand grow And you can see the success that uh, uh, the IPL has had
0: and if you were to pick one particular campaign or something that you worked on which you can take away from your experience at BCCI what would that be?
1: so there were two that I worked on uh, mm-hmm. The the first one was I don't know if you remember seeing uh, an IPL ad which looked like an amusement park,
0: um,
1: which no, said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah IPL," boss. So again, it showed the fact that there is non-stop entertainment and engagement that goes on in the IPL,
0: mm-hmm. uh, and
1: it and it's shown through the eyes of two kids. So whether it is action, whether it is entertainment, whether it's thrills, whether it is uh, you know entertainment action, so. That was that was the first one. The second mm-hmm. one was, mm-hmm. what well, the theme was about colors. Each team has a different color.
0: Right. How
1: color how color is precious to each team, and we took the theme of Holi. So
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: the, the, these were the two ones which we sort of uh, I think uh, really really good and helped the, the IPL brand. The amusement park thing has seen three different avatars. Mm-hmm. So it was done. It was done two years later, uh, two years after I had left. Mm-hmm. The Same ad had had. had been redone clearly shows that it was a very very um very uh you know solid concept
0: was and, that was uh, that the manaranjan kebab concept
1: no that was sony that was that was long long back
0: okay that was long ago okay
1: that was done by sony so sony did this campaign separately mm-hmm. bcc used to do it very very differently because their job was to tune in to broadcast and our job was to uh build the brand
0: okay So, those are the two uh, campaigns that you worked on personally and that you take away from your time at PCCI. Now, shifting shifting gears uh, and uh, talking about Reliance Group and the impact that they've had on the Indian sport industry over the last decade or even more, uh, what can you tell us from some of the conversations that you've had with (coughs) leadership there? What is the group vision for for India and Indian sport? Uh,
1: See, with all all the jobs that I've done and the positions that I've been... uh, the objectives somewhere have been pretty much the same: was to make a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, how how the difference is made is very very different in each of these jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. If it was uh, ESPN, I mean, if you had to be like a pioneer because not much was happening uh, in the country at that time. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you were in Nike, you had to make a difference by getting people giving giving fans consumers that experience through. Uh, through communication through product through classy retail everything yeah when you mm-hmm. when i was when i was in the bcci it was to uh, amplify and uh, you know strengthen the bond that people already had with cricket in a cricket crazy nation yeah mm-hmm. and, and, right. and and and, and uh, here in reliance the difference to be made is to is to help uh, promote uh, a lot of non cricket sport uh, and change things with massive, massive scale so that uh, you know, you uh the difference that you're making is like moving a mountain. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, the, the commonality, while it's been making a difference, it's been uh, the the the, the scale and the end result have been different in uh, in all the jobs that I've done. So,
0: what? Some of the challenges here, you talk about moving a mountain and uh, going by the, the standards of, of Indian sport and the way that it's shifted. Um, what have been both the challenges and some of the opportunities that you've seen over the years?
1: The challenges, of course, have been, uh, uh, you know, it, uh, the first one being acceptance. Because mm-hmm. uh, with the, the way sport in India operates, you know, I mean, the a lot of times, uh, you know, the federations do not welcome any outside support. Uh, the All India Football Federation uh, did that, and you can see the difference that we have made along with the federation. Yeah, we mm-hmm. work very closely with them. If you look at some of the, uh, the see, a federation is like uh, uh, the the hub in the wheel. Okay, that mm-hmm. needs to be strong. If there are two hubs, the the wheel won't move in front. Right. Right. And you need and you need good good spokes to make the wheel move forward good strong spokes mm-hmm. and those spokes are uh, corporate support investment you know uh, right partners uh, you know uh, broadcast rights uh, strong governance so now mm-hmm. if lots of these are broken the wheel won't move forward you know and if the if the hub is not strong enough it uh, there is trouble which is exactly i mean if, if if you see with a lot of federations that is the problem the hub the, the the hub is not stable and the spokes are not there so mm-hmm. how do you even expe- expect a wheel to move forward i'm just give, breaking it down to an absolute basic
0: absolutely mm-hmm.
1: yeah and uh, and here uh, as far as football is concerned uh, we just needed to strengthen the hub a little bit by uh, putting a lot of investment ensuring that uh, you know players see this as uh, as a good career option and now the same players are making a lot more money they are uh, tra- traveling all over the country and they are uh, heroes in their own right. I mean, you, in, if, if, if you go down to Kerala, it's very difficult for a Kerala football player to go out without being mobbed. Those are right. the heroes that we've sort of built uh, over the last uh, four or five years in football.
0: And in the, in the initial years of the ISL as well, and you, you spoke about how the All India Football Federation might have been um, really skeptical about tying up with an outside brand. Are allowing investment to come in? No, no,
1: no, no. no. I, 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 didn't say that. The All India Football Federation was not. I'm talking about okay. other federations. Okay, they're other... not welcome. The All, the All India Football Federation was more than uh, inclusive, uh, mm-hmm. and that is and, and open, and that's why we are in this space
0: today. Right. Um, so th- th- that's one of the questions that I wanted to, th- that I wanted to lead up to. What what really ma- what would really make um, these federations look at outside investment as one of the one of the reasons why a league would succeed, what were those initial conversations that um, Reliance or IMG had with um, AIFF, which kind of like made the whole project seem such a viable opportunity and to take football in India to a, to, a, to the next stage? What were the, some of those conversations that might, you know, probably help if somebody, somebody from another federation is listening? Um, I mean, it, it, it might not really be at this point. That, I mean, they've seen the success of the ISL, the IPL, and um, some of the other leagues that have been born out of India. But what can you tell us from those initial conversations that you had with the IFF?
1: See, every federation is different. Okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's like uh, you can't compare a kid... Uh, I mean, you can't compare four or five children from different places of India, different parts of India, right? Because mm-hmm. each of them is born and brought up in their own environment, right? Sure. Uh, it has its own set of uh, friends, well wishers and things that the kid likes or doesn't like. Sport mm-hmm. is like that, right? Sport mm-hmm. is uh, is th- there are some sports which are re- really popular in certain geographies, and some sports which are not. Now it's unfair to compare all of them on one plane.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: for for example, cricket is the only uh, sports that pervades you know race, religion, sex, everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Wherein
1: uh, football is popular in certain pockets, poverty is popular in certain pockets. Now. Mm-hmm. Um, a- uh, the mistake, I guess, that everybody makes it. Everybody wants it to be like IBL, yeah. That's true. Uh, it, it's not. It, and you know what? It's not possible.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: is just not possible because nobody is going to shell out broadcast money for, uh, mm-hmm. for for and which is pretty much the reason why most leagues fail. Mm-hmm. Even in the ISL, uh, a lot of people are not making money. But we know that they will make money in the future because the because things need to be fixed and got right. Mm-hmm. which is uh, good quality players coming through, build it uh, top-down and bottom-up and they should meet Which is uh, have a league where people aspire to play it too, uh, they should be uh, Division 1, Division 2, Division 3, state leagues, good quality talent coming out of them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, em- emerging from a very strong grassroots system, uh, from states, nationally, uh, there should be age group competitions, now, are there so many players for all those sports in India? The answer is no. You know, right. So first, you need to build that pipeline. Once you build mm-hmm. that pipeline, that pipeline has to slowly feed into the ecosystem. And once the ecosystem for players is ready, it needs to uh, ensure that other things are set right. I and mean, football is an expensive sport. You need to have uh, good pitches in India. Uh, weather is not conducive to playing all the time. There's monsoon like crazy in most parts of... Uh, uh, the year, uh, so you need to have good subsurface drainage, which is all, in, which is all in what we invested in. Uh, there needs to be good spectator experience. If we go to a ground, I mean, you need to have clean bathrooms. You need to have uh, good, uh, uh, good and locatable entry, uh, you know, uh, ingress and egress. There need to be lights. There need to be snacks in the ground so that women and children can come and watch. They need to be transport to and from from the stadium. What I'm saying is organizing a league is very easy but you know looking after consumer experience is really really tough It's difficult so, right e- everything has to sort of look to fall into place and also uh, a league of uh, k- 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 maintaining maintaining a league which is uh, uh, running for quite a few months also uh, is is uh, really really tough because you need to keep the interest alive clubs need to play well Ensure that fans are motivated. They stand behind their team when there's either when they're either winning or losing, and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. there are a thousand reasons I can list. But right. uh, you know, uh, the mistake that everybody makes is is they want to make it a an IPL, and and everybody calls their tournament a league. A league is when teams play home and away over mm-hmm. a certain duration. It is not. It 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 does not finish in eighteen days. You know? That's right. Yeah.
0: See. And, you know, that kind of like ties in really well with some of the points that I wanted to cover in the next segment. You spoke about, um, you know, the fan experience and how that's really important in building that relationship with your league as well as the consumers. How mm-hmm. assess the evolution of the taxi from a marketing standpoint in that perspective? What are the perceptions of brands sponsors over the years and how have they...
1: Uh, just to be left, please. I didn't hear you correctly. I didn't
0: hear uh, how, how would you assess the evolution of the Indian sports industry from a marketing standpoint? Uh, what are some of the perceptions and psyche of brands and sponsors over the years? Okay. okay. And how is that See, yeah.
1: So let's look at, uh, I mean, two broad buckets here. Yeah? Uh, uh, one is uh, uh, perceptions of uh, brands for cricket and perceptions of brands for non-cricket sports.
0: Okay. okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So if you look at it broadly, uh I mean, in as far as cricket is concerned, everybody the, the the benchmarks that have been set are pretty high. Everybody knows what cricket delivers, and therefore the ticket value for uh, that association is much higher. Okay, mm-hmm. so and people are willing to pay that money. <clears throat> over the last uh, over the last uh, uh, couple of years, you you may have seen uh, uh, the price uh, the price dro- uh, dropping slightly but uh, but uh, you know cricket has held its price and uh, there are more and more opportunities to associate with uh, the IPL, uh, the Indian national team, uh, right. IPL teams you know at multiple levels etc. So now if you look at the uh, what has really sort of changed and uh, you know, changed drastically is the non-cricket events okay. Mm-hmm. Perceptions too, and that this has happened only in the last five years. Okay. The the IPL started in 2008 Mm -hmm. and the first other league, Kabaddi and Football both started like six months of each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Now, um, uh, so once these started, nobody sort of even gave them a chance, you know, saying that uh, how will these sort of do? Uh, But in the last, after completing, completing its first cycle, uh, I mean, Heroes as a title sponsor is uh, what uh, close to it's 160 crores for three years mm-hmm. on football. Kabaddi's, Kabaddi is close to about 50 52 crores a year. All the other non cricket sports have a decent lineup of sponsors, but obviously lower ticket value because of the reason mm-hmm. I mentioned to you. It's of shorter duration and That's you know, it's, it's I mean, they do not have that much traction
0: mm-hmm. on you're building a fan following for some of these sports on a commercial. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, what brands look for right now are uh, maybe ownership of uh, of an event or a team that is sort of in line with their marketing objectives. Uh, you get to spend less on a non cricket sport, and if this is my objective for a certain period, which could be either tactical or brand or seasonal, uh, you know uh, that's how sort of sponsors sponsors look to associate with those. Mm-hmm. Um, the other big Thing of um, association with a non-cricket sport is uh, you need a lot more believers and evangelists. You know, uh, right now who are these people? These people are the ones who may have played that sport, who like that sport, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, or uh, maybe even their kids like that sport. Uh, so because most people who invest in these are sports lovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we need. I'm talking about non, the non-cricket sport right now.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Non-cricket sport bucket. So we need more like those uh, who would uh, believe, take ownership of a of 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 a sport, and then look to uh, amplify it as much as possible.
0: And you said you said that the, uh, these have been some exciting uh, the last couple of years, like four or five years, have been really exciting in, in terms of sponsorship and and marketing. Because mm-hmm. these brands have started looking at um, these properties in terms of ownership and you're know, tying that to their objective. Now, what has been some of the exciting avenues of investment for um, Indian sport today? Like apart from sponsorships and and marketing, where where is the money really? gone into in terms of uh, the brands are coming in if third party um if third party brands want to come in and work with some of these leagues and teams uh, what are some of the other places that they want to work in apart from just putting their name on either the the jersey or on the or somewhere apart from branding where are some of the um, other avenues of, of of opportunity for the brands today
1: i think uh, going behind the olympic sports and athletes Mm-hmm. Uh, India, India is seeing uh, you know a surge in talent, uh, which is uh, coming from small towns,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, so I guess putting uh, putting your brand and uh, investing, like I said, you need believers and evangelists, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, if if a brand were to sort of take a bet on saying, okay, I will I will help these fifty athletes, mm-hmm. yeah, who might win a medal for me in the next. The Olympics and mm-hmm. support them that is very different from uh, putting uh, a brand sticker on a uniform right right I mean, here, here you are actually now out of the 50 you know all 50 might not make it or That's... you know 48 might not make it but mm-hmm. the two who make it know uh, will uh, really be uh, will generate so much goodwill for the brand uh, mm-hmm. that uh, you know uh, like you know maybe a few sponsorships may not have been able to. Uh, so, uh, that being one. Secondly, mm-hmm. we, see, we see, like I said, the surge of talent, uh, investing in a lot of youth sports. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, investing in uh, age group sport, because right now, uh, all the sponsorship, all the money goes into elite sports, whether it is these elite leagues or uh, tournaments, you know, or India playing. Now, mm-hmm. uh, that's some that's a place which i don't think a lot of brands have visited because everybody wants to play safe everybody wants to all brand managers want to show that you know i've hit my numbers i've reached out to so many people etc so i think uh, age group sports is another uh, is another uh, uh, avenue uh, is there
0: opportunity opportunity at this point i mean i know the fact that the indian football federation the uh, all india football federation has um, you know structures within its within its um, yeah. within its league itself, where it, there are, there are opportunities for brands to come and invest at the at the age levels. But say we're talking about different different sports uh, within the country itself, some of these other sports might not have age groups. So does why, it
1: also, why 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 sh- logically shouldn't it have?
0: No, sh- logically it should have. But um, you know, having the sort of opportunities to support age groups is something that I wanted to address. Like you have leagues taking an initiative and saying, you know, we will create this package for you where you can really work with uh, the youth level teams. So, what do you what do you think about from the from that perspective? Why aren't leagues looking at that point and creating opportunities for brands to, um, you know, really work with these younger, you know, to to work with you know, say younger athletes and and youth sports?
1: I'm surprised. I mean, they should be. If I was a marketeer, I mean, I would definitely uh, go after this because. It's ultimately, I mean, youth is the uh, you, it's youth that will give you results in the future. Uh, like, take for example, football. Uh, football, the it's part of the AFC licensing criteria wherein you need to have age group teams. So you need to have an under, mm-hmm. under 17, 15, 13 team because that's where your players will come from. Right. So uh, and uh, these players who come up from grassroots will eventually make it to your senior team. So I don't think any other league has this. If you look at cricket, cricket has the same structure.
0: Cricket does, yeah? yes, that's right. Yeah,
1: and which is why cricket is so strong because it has a very, very solid structure. Now, uh, other sports do not have this structure. I mm-hmm. mean, you don't need a licensing, uh, you know, um, a mandate on you saying that you know you need to get, uh, you need to have a team. I mean, there's nothing that's stopping Kabaddi from having under 15, 13, uh, under 12 teams because that's how you will build those players. You'll and get the, the next model, generation
0: of talent, yes.
1: Exactly.
0: That's, that's a very interesting point that you made. And there's an opportunity for a lot of these new leagues that are up and coming to really start doing um, you know, their youth teams and create those packages for different brands to also work with some of the uh, younger age groups. Now, in, yeah. in, in you, you, going back to the point that you touched about fandom, um, how has that changed over the last, say, five or ten years that you've been looking at this industry, um, especially working in cricket as well as some of the other the other leagues that you've seen. Um, how has it evolved and how are brands looking at fandom and creating those experiences, keeping the fan in mind? Uh, that could be both in-stadium experience, this could be offline experience. How has that evolved over the last decade or so? Uh,
1: decade is too long. Uh, let, let me talk about the last five years only because... Okay. Uh, uh, we, we, I mean, you know, uh, two thousand eight to thirteen, there was only IPL. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, I mean, you had brands doing a lot of stuff, but it was mostly around. Uh, it was mostly badging the team, you know, not doing too much in terms of uh, trying to uh, appeal to uh, the uh, fan passion, if I would call it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, see, there are hotbeds for different sports in different parts of India. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you look at Kerala, West Bengal, Goa, and the Northeast, football is really, really big in these markets. Yeah, right. If you look at uh, Maharashtra and Andhra Pradesh, kabaddi is really big in these markets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you look at tennis, Tamil Nadu, you know, is uh, has a lot of traction as far as tennis is concerned. Mm-hmm. uh so so if if a brand needs to associate with i mean wh- why does a brand associate with a sport or a team it's not because there is uh, some major love lost it is because there is an audience that's sort of already existing along with the team yeah mm-hmm. or with the sport yeah right. so let's take an example of a brand wanting to associate with a team yeah mm-hmm. so uh, it, it it it's already got engaged fans and if i need to tap into uh, various markets where that uh, where the fan following is strong i'll go and tie up with that club i will use the club assets i will use uh, players i will lo- use association logos i will shoot maybe a commercial i'll sh- i'll get players to meet and greet with my uh, with with my uh, stakeholders whether it is fans whether it is uh, dis- dealers, distributors, consumers, contest winners, whoever you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, my customers, etc. So I will use the use that existing fan base because in some way, once you do all that and associate and associate with uh, with the club, the fans get slightly disposed towards that particular brand, and they would uh, somewhere you know uh, may feel uh, slightly more. Uh, drawn towards that brand, so uh, I guess the way Muthut does activates it's in Kerala. I mean, right. the, they could not have asked for any better product. They are on the front of the shirt, but you know they they sell Kerala blaster. They sell tickets in all, all of their outlets. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a result of which, footfalls would have increased. The brand gets associated with something that fans look up to in that state. Suddenly, the brands. The brand status. If you look at a brand score for Mutut would have improved, you know, leaps and bounds over the last uh, last four or five years. Since they've been fans of Kerala Blasters, right. Similarly, for uh, if if a brand looks at Northeast, you know, which is a amalgamation of multiple states,
0: mm-hmm. it might
1: choose the non, the Northeast team. And if the fans sort of wear the jersey, see the players playing in that jersey day in day out, somewhere, you know, that brand stays uh, on top of mind and if the brand stays top of mind it somewhere comes into a consideration set and the brand can sort of uh, you know reach out to the fan base and try to meet its objectives uh, and the fan also sort of gets disposed uh, towards the brand so it it makes sense to sort of you know uh, cater to a large fan base uh, improve your standing in uh, multiple geographies Mm-hmm. and uh, develop the
0: market at the same time. Well, that's a great point that you made with the example of Mutut. Um, now, so how does a, but that's a brand that's at least had some amount of, uh, say, marketing budget to go out there and work with uh, a, a brand such as KLA Blasters. But how does a brand, which has previously never forayed into sports marketing, evaluate the industry and figure out if that's the right option for them? Um, so what, what, what put on your consulting hat and you know advise brands that are looking to invest in sport for the first time
1: uh it, this was part of my job profile when i was in ESPN was to get uh, more advertisers to spend on sport yeah mm-hmm. uh, first, and, time. Uh, first, first time, first ad- time. Ad- okay yeah. and uh, getting people to spend existing guys to spend more and getting newer uh, advertisers, which i thought was a wonderful challenge Mm-hmm. Uh you know what, there is no science behind this. Uh, okay. Numbers will never prove that uh, that you should invest in sport, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you look at the matches of the English Premier League, I mean, the rating, I mean, everybody says, oh, so many people watch EPR in India, yeah? Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't. Uh, so many people might watch because y- you are exposed only to those many people. That does not mean okay. a lot of people watch, right? If you look at absolute numbers... Uh, the viewership numbers are really, really low, but people still spend money. You see lots of brands advertising on EPL. Why?
0: Yeah. Because of the mm-hmm. quality of that audience.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. You're also looking at the purchasing power of that audience and there's, there's yes, a lot to consider yes. with that audience itself.
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, And which is why even if you look at, uh, so like I said, numbers will never justify an investment for a first time uh, investor. Mm-hmm. Uh, again uh, they have to be believers or they have to they have to be evangelists otherwise mm-hmm. uh, it's it otherwise it's very very tough and which is why when you see a lot of brands that are associated with teams in ipl yeah are uh, are you will you will find a lot of them being owner driven yeah and not very corporate driven yeah uh, mm-hmm especially brands who do sponsorships so I mean, it, it's, it's you know they, they somewhere feel that you know that i am making a difference to uh, to this particular team uh, so that's where evangelism belief sort of comes in and like i mentioned there is no science to this so
0: There's do no you science at all to them. do you feel that brands today are, are not that prudent as they were previously and they're looking at sport as one of those avenues where they really feel they can they can take that risk and um, have that, you know, really work on their activations. And if if they, if they really go about their process in a methodical, strategic manner, they can really capitalize on the audience that is following, say, a particular sport or league itself?
1: Yes, they can. Uh, brands have become a lot more prudent, uh, which is why they have multiple options to, to invest. Just take the example of non-cricket sports, yeah? Mm-hmm. There are four or five leagues, and on an average, six to eight to 10 to 12 teams in each league yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what, what does that number make about 100 options yeah to right. mm-hmm. so 100 options to invest and plus the league themselves advertising like a central partnership that will make about right. 105 uh, what four four to eight options each 130, mm-hmm. 140 options is what an advertiser has only in sport only over in sport. and above this there is entertainment there is so it's it's it so a lot of times it becomes a price war or like a menu card uh, mm-hmm. So there are very few advertisers who get down to uh, to saying that okay, these are my objectives. Uh, mm-hmm. I have uh, three four years with the brand. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 I sign a three year partnership. Yeah, and uh, over these three years, these these are my objectives, and I will build my brand along with this uh, particular sporting asset. A uh, lot of deals that you see uh, are one year deals, which clearly shows that it's more. Of a tactical arrangement an than ex-
0: a experiment, a, right? A, a,
1: ta- a tactical exercise rather than a, a brand building exercise.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think I uh, have two questions and very short questions. In fact, it it, it probably will not take a lot of your time uh, answering these. One um, is which which are some of the brands in your opinion that have really done an amazing job working in Indian sport? And this is obviously outside of Motu Finance. You already mentioned that. Um, and second, in the lead-up to what uh, you previously mentioned right, here, right now, how long does it really take for a brand to really start reaping the benefits of its investment when it works in Indian sport? Or something that you've seen, like you, you previously mentioned, it's not an exact science, but in your opinion, your experience, what might be that time frame that a brand can look at?
1: It can happen instantly, and it could uh, never happen also. Uh, because the uh, association okay. has to be re- really really sound yeah see the consumer mm-hmm. also needs to sort of uh, not, needs to sort of uh, be amenable to the activation that the brand is doing take for example jio yeah mhm jio tied up with every team in the ipl yeah and created a very decent campaign it happened mm-hmm. instantly yeah mm-hmm. now because you have an association with the best staff, you know association with every team right mhm uh that that's an example of sort of uh, you know uh, using uh, i mean the objectives were very very clear i mean association with every possible geography in india that will help the geo brand in that particular uh, region yeah, in that particular geography uh, kingfisher is another right. example King, kingfisher was the one who started this first because of mm-hmm. alcohol because alcohol advertising was not allowed so mm-hmm. united by team uh, divided by teams and united by kingfisher so right. that was again all this happened uh, kingfisher took a little bit of time but with geo it happened instantly yeah mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in t- in terms of building building the sport i mean no better example than hero uh, i mean it was only uh, isl before then it became a sponsor of isl and i league and now it supports all of indian football so every time you watch any football that's played under the ages of the AIFF, you will always see Hero there. See Hero there, it's, okay. It's on their training. The, the the women's team is out for a tour, or the under-15 team, which is out for a tour, you
0: mm-hmm. will see
1: Hero on their practice jersey. So it is just that uh, kids who are growing up will always grow up with Hero, because uh, one day or the other, they, I mean, after four, seeing so much of Indian football on social media, television, the internet, right. or on streaming, you will always be. will always see hero there. And when that you think of positive...
0: football. You will think of India. You'll, you'll always think of hero.
1: Yes. If you think of football, you'll think of hero. That's so, that, That's an
0: amazing example. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So uh, again, when consumers see this, I mean, millions of kids in India follow football, and mm-hmm. they, they, they will grow up with this brand. And uh, what better for, uh, and this is not just advertising, right? It's not right. even just sponsorship. It is uh, beyond that. It yeah, is, it, uh, it's,
0: more than the, it's more than just that. It's a relationship. It's, it's almost like a relationship building exercise more than a sponsorship at this point. Yes. And that's a, that's a great example that you gave, Srinivasan. And now, you know, like shifting gears a little bit and making it a little more personal, coming to, coming to your, um, your, daily, your daily job, what is what is a day in the life of Srinivasan look like? Uh, coming to the line sport
1: so um, uh, it's it, it's different for days that i'm in office and different for days that i'm traveling uh, mm-hmm. uh, when when i'm in office uh, usually end up waking early waking up early because i have got two small kids mm-hmm. so w- wake up usually at 6 uh, drop the kid uh, to the bus stop or to football practice which is like really really early so kid he has to be in school at 7 Okay. So, uh, or him to the bus stop if its normal school, and then uh, I have I have keep forty five minutes for myself, which is me time, either walk or run.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, come back, breakfast, shower, reach office by ten o'clock, and there's meetings and regular work that happens in office.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: more more often than not, the day is packed. Uh, and then,
0: when uh, the I get back, you home, end up traveling at work.
1: Uh, yeah. But uh, when I travel, it's, I mean, you take a flight, you finish meetings, 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 you stay back and then come back the next day, depending on how long you travel. But uh, yeah, on regular office days, I come, I'm usually back home by about 8.30. Put okay. the kids to bed if, if I reach on time. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then uh, I guess, dinner and some little bit of family time and sleep.
0: Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a packed day for you throughout the week, I'm guessing. And, yeah uh, and,
1: and, and, and the weekends are far more hectic because it's dedicated only to kids, right. because you, you barely see them during the week. So, so that's, that family weekend: and the family weekend is completely family. family time. Absolutely. Kid's time, more often than not. Yes, uh, time. So that's, that, that's well, take, take, take my son to watch some football, or you know if, 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 if uh, ISL is on,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: try and play sport with him. Uh, and uh, spend time with uh, my daughter as much as
0: possible on weekends. So, are they are they um, you know themselves uh, big sports fans? My son is. My son is six and a half, and he's uh, he's a crazy
1: crazy sports fan.
0: Nice. It's good to see that the next generation is also invested in sport from a very early age. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll, we'll, on, on that note, we'll head into our last segment. And uh, this is where you know, I usually ask the guests to provide some advice and suggestions for people who want to break into the sports industry today. What, what mm-hmm. would you tell pe- people listening to us? And, uh, you know, if you were to give one or two pieces of advice, how can they break into the Indian sports industry today?
1: Um, it's really sad. And you know what? It's really tough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's particularly hard on freshers. uh, If you look at uh, other industries like FMCGs, uh, Asian Paints, Unilever, Procter and Gamble, they uh, get trainees, they train them, and sort of make them superstars, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And as far as sports is concerned, if you don't have any experience, a lot of companies do not look at you. I mean, Uh, we 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 look at it slightly differently at Reliance, and we sort Mm -hmm. of look to uh, you know uh, train the workforce, our our workforce. Mm -hmm. Other the other thing in india is uh, a lot of people are very passionate about sports right i get about uh, 10 to 15 requests every day right uh, saying i want to work in sports but passion alone is not enough that's
0: you know, true uh, uh,
1: passion is industry yeah it is great to have passion but i think it's uh, more than passion it's depth of passion because mm-hmm. you need to have a point of view on sport whether mm-hmm. it is uh, on uh, whether it's on, on it could be on any aspect of sport. Whether it's players, whether it's marketing, commercial, finance, operations, logistics, anything, you need to have mm-hmm. a point of view. You, you you just can't because everyone feels that you know. And the easiest thing for them to pick is I want to do operations in sport because everybody thinks they'll be able to see the match or you know right. be closer to the players or be to be closer to the action. Yeah, that's sure. not the reality. That's not reality. And reality is when you come, whoever you are, you you you, you pick up cartons, you stand out at the sun, uh, you don't see the match at all. If you don't see the match, which means you're really working. You That's know? true. So there are certain realities that a lot of people are not aware of. Uh, and, and and it's a struggle because, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, like I said, it's particularly hard on fresher. Uh, mm-hmm. There are also no opportunities for people to be aware of what's happening in this industry. So seeing this, um, I think uh, I'm working on a project right now. So just watch out <laughs> for the space. I'm working okay. on a project where I'll ensure that, uh, you know, in a couple of months, at least this part is uh, structured and people will uh, sort of start understanding the industry uh, mm-hmm. a lot better. And, uh, and you know, uh, Making this a lot easier and scientific, very very soon.
0: That that's a great point that you made there, because um, a couple of years ago when I was working at New York City FC, that's that that that's, that's a similar experience I had as well. You know, I we used to work before the game days. Uh, we were in the stadium at least four five hours before the game started. We would stay back at least three or four hours once the game ended. And during the game itself, we would never even know what that what's happening in the game. There would we would be in places where there's no television, we would be part of either the fan experience, either dealing with yeah. some of the guests who are coming in. Just, you know, some of the things that, you know, we end up doing was picking up boxes, moving the boxes, saying good good morning, welcome to the stadium, have a great experience. So we would never even get to see the action during the game itself. So it's really important Absolutely. for a lot of people to really understand that you're not, you're not there in the stadium to watch the game or be closer to the players. Um, rather than you know you're there trying to help the team as much as possible and be very active on ground because you're dealing especially if you're inside the stadium you're dealing with at least 40 to 45,000 people who are coming in and you're a short small staff of maybe say a few hundred people at max Yeah. so that's 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 very sound piece of advice that you give and and lastly um, what what's your piece of advice for somebody like me, who's out here in the West, how could they contribute and have an impact in the Indian sports industry? A lot of, lot of students go abroad and try to get some, um, either they, they go out for their master's and they stay back or some of them return, but during their master's and post, um, you know, people who stay back in Europe and parts of um, the United States, how can they contribute and have an impact on the Indian sports industry being remote? Um,
1: I think uh, lots of ways to contribute. The mm-hmm. first thing is belief, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, that Indian sport will uh, see great heights and right. uh, you know get its pride of place uh, in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the second thing is, uh, if you think long term, then be part of it because uh, you can't expect short term games as far as Indian sport is concerned, whether That's it's true. either by work, working here or be remote. So I guess uh, everyone has to sort of do their job and to ensure that the ecosystem of sport grows, whether it is in terms of uh, information or communication that you are passing that someone like you is passing on yeah mm-hmm. or uh, help remotely with uh, a club that is from your hometown yeah just volunteer or mm-hmm. you know if you, uh, in your area of expertise to that club could it could be pro bono yeah so uh, how uh, how can one contribute to different aspects of the ecosystem that uh, depends on 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 oneself but i think Anyone who's really really wants to see India achieve uh, heights in global sport can mm-hmm. play their part, whether it's in India or remotely, how it's completely up to that person, and it should be in the field of expertise that that person has. If, if you're an investment banker, help that club you know get some investments or give them ideas how, to, how they can get investments, right. and so on and so forth.
0: That's that that that's an amazing piece of advice. There again, I and mean, it's, it's it's something that I will personally work on myself. So, I mean, it's, thank you so much for your time, uh, Shani for joining me this week. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, and I learned so much about your experience and the evolution of marketing and sport in India. So, thank you so much again, and it's been uh, it's been such a such a pleasure and speaking with you. Thank you,
1: my pleasure, and good luck.
0: Thank you so much again. Thank you. Bye bye.